begin after eight taps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He was slinging pawns at a B&B when he had an epiphany. And make a part in about time too about not playing the ND. It was free for all and I heard him say he bought my borderlands. But just sit back and let Spencer do his trick cause you're incapable A-A-M's. Hey, so this week, sorry, it's my coffee machine. I thought it had finished, and uh, it hasn't. But there you go. Thank you, TJ Drennan, for that wonderful intro. And I urge you to check out. you finished hey me. hey I want to start by thanking TJ Drennan for the wonderful keep off the borderlands theme I'm Spencer aka free thrall and this week more callbacks more problems I don't know it's kind of a bit of <laughs> I'm not sure what's going to be in this episode. To be honest with you, frankly, I've been struggling to think up content and bits and bobs have come to me over the past few days and I've just kind of recorded them when I can. Got some call-ins from Shandy Andy of Unguarded Treasure, B52. Colin Spike Pit Green, Joe Richter of Hindsightless and Wheel of Woe. Some John Allen Large of The Red Dice Diaries. But let's kick off with a voice I've been waiting far too long to hear. Hello, Spencer. I just listened to your great British goof off. That was that was great. And I listened to your other podcast, too. And I'm sorry to hear about your back. That sucks. I hope you get to rest this weekend and get healed up. I know what it feels like to have back pain. And it is not fun. All right. That's it for me. I just want to wish you a happy weekend. Healing up on your back. And congratulations on a season of Anchor. It is a lot of fun, isn't it? It really is. All right. That's it for me. Whisk out. Thank you, Ivy. Happy wish there. It's always great to get a message from you. And thank you for your kind words. Uh, as for the back, I'm still resting, I'm afraid. Uh, a little more on that later. But uh, thank you very much for getting in touch. Hey, yo, what up, Spencer? It's Joe. And I'm just calling in in response to your discussion about fantasy races and Shay's call-in. Uh, if you haven't checked out the way that pathfinder 2 does it uh it's it's awesome they don't call them races anymore they call them ancestries and you can kind of basically just pick and choose which ones you want where your ability boosts go you get to decide that uh which you know which racial abilities you want you can take those and you can you know, there are feats to give you access to other ancestries, and it's it's really, really cool. It's actually the best way I've seen of doing 
different species slash races slash ancestries, whatever you want to call it. So check that out. All right. Have a great one. I love Thunder of the Barbarians so much, dude. I love it so much. I have super vivid early, well, not super early. I was five, couldn't have been any more than six because I was still living in New Jersey at the time of being at my friend Will's house and just being transfixed by Thunder of the Barbarian, man. I thought it was the coolest thing then. I still think it's the coolest thing now. Uh, That's where some of my inspiration for the sci-fi fantasy setting that I sort of have i have some elements of sci-fi in there that's where that comes from is my love of thunder man so i am pumped that you are watching it now i hope you're enjoying it all right dude i'm just stoked (laughs) thanks joe i am loving me some thunder it's like somebody collected all the random tables in the world And just went for it. (laughs) Space? What is space? (laughs) It's just... It's just... ah, It's hilarious. It's insane. It's... uh, I don't know what to say. But uh, just thank you, America. I haven't felt like saying that for a while. (laughs) No offence, guys. But thanks for your call, Joe. Um, Yes, I might take a look at... Well, I think I've got the playtest of Pathfinder, but um, I'll have a look, see if the Ancestry stuff is in there. I don't know if I can see myself uh, playing it anytime soon, but, I mean, you appear to be able to do uh, wonderful things with it, and I'm sure there's nothing wrong with it in itself. You know, I just... Shy away from uh, big tomes. Well, after checking out a few episodes of Thunder, I thought I'd investigate a bit further and try a bit of Blackstar. Now, I don't know if I'm going to upset anyone by saying this, but it is not in the same league at all. Just instantly feel that it's trying to appeal to young kids in a way that Thunder just doesn't seem to be concerned with. And rather than seemingly playing it straight as Thunder does, this is intentionally, you know, trying to be goofy and introducing the, I, I can't even remember what they're called, but they're basically a cross between Smurfs and Gummy Bears. And uh, yeah, just not really enjoying that. I may have said this before, but I'm, I feel that for Gonzo to really work, the characters have to be completely invested in that world and take that world at face value. You know, not, not playing up to the fact that everything is slightly goofy. And actually, yeah, goofy is not the right word. In fact, goofy is kind of what Blackstar seems to come up with when it's aiming for Gonzo so maybe it is the right word I don't know I've kind of confused myself now but if anyone out there has got recommendations for stuff if I mean if there is anything quite like Thunder I'd be surprised actually
But uh, yeah, any tips for where I should be looking? Just give me a call. Hey Spencer, it's John here from Red Dice Diaries. What do you mean by having reasonable discourse between two people with different opinions? Don't you know this is the internet, dude? <laughs> no, no, but in all seriousness, man, I've just been listening to your bumper feedback episode and thank you for playing my messages and it's great to have a discussion about people. I always think that there's no harm disagreeing with people as long as you can discuss it reasonably and it doesn't degenerate to mudslinging. And I love chatting with people even with people whose opinions differ on my own, even if it's about something as like trivially in the grand scheme of things as like the dark crystal. So great to hear that discussion going on on your podcast and to be involved in it. Really enjoyed the episode, dude. Looking forward to the next one. Take care and I will catch you soon. Thanks for your message, John. I've got to say that uh, there's no one I'd rather disagree with. (laughs) But... The Dark Crystal, trivial. I think this might lead to a bit more reasonable discourse. <laughs> oh, and I was listening to Liren talking about Black Panther when she called in to uh, Joe Richter's Hindsightless podcast, talking about how interesting the villain the Killmonger, how interesting a villain he is and how that elevates the film. There's a lot that elevates that film, to be honest. But um, it got me thinking about the the whole concept of the anti-villain. I also think this is why Thanos makes such a good villain in Infinity Wars, because he's, he's an anti-villain. Because they have causes, you can... Oh, I'm, I admit... You know, Thanos is a, a little more of a struggle to kind of sympathise with the thinking. I think there's kind of false thinking behind his plan of destroying half the universe so that the rest of it can flourish because, well, it's clearly fueled by delusions of grandeur that he can uh, solve the universe's problems with a snap of his fingers. But, yeah, that whole concept of anti-villain and how ends justify their means. Somebody who's kind of acting for an apparently noble or justifiable cause, but um, they use exploitative or evil means to achieve their ends. Yeah, it's one of the things that makes Magneto such a great villain. You know, as opposed to the uh, the anti-hero, obvious um, examples of the anti-hero are, uh, say, Han Solo as an anti-hero, uh, Mad Max, Wolverine, you know, these kind of people who are essentially self-serving but often their actions aid the good guys. So their kind of seemingly heroic acts are manifestations of their self-interest. And in a way they do, they act as the kind of ends justify the means in the similar way that the anti-villain does, except the anti-heroes 
ultimate goal. It's not necessarily a good thing. You know, they're basically, they find themselves on the side of good while they're seeking to fulfil their own desires, as it were, their own meet their own needs. The anti-villain is acting seemingly immorally, but often quite selflessly. They see themselves as an instrument to reach some morally justifiable endpoint, and things must be sacrificed along the way. Uh, yeah, so um, also I wanted to mention uh, this is me going off a bit of a tangent from the whole the the black and white good and evil thing that Liram was uh, speaking about, um, and how that's often a problem with the sort of the hero story, which is why I think um, Captain America Civil War is such a which is. Personally, is one of my favourite instalments in the whole Marvel franchise because of the ambiguity there. Because you know the team is split down the middle, and they are fighting against each other, both with seemingly good intentions. And again, the kind of the 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 bad guy there is not such a strong bad guy, but he is seeking revenge for injustices that he sees have been perpetrated by these so-called heroes and that's very much that's that's really is a strong theme in that installment you know do the ends justify the means it's all about collateral damage and uh and responsibility for that yeah which like i say Makes it one of the most interesting instalments for me. Yeah, I kind of, I don't know, that kind of come out of nowhere, didn't it? But uh, it's something to talk about, I guess. And I will add that I'm not, you know, I'm not speaking as any expert on the matter. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not an academic. Just musing. So if you feel I don't know what I'm talking about, or you'd like to shed some more uh, light on the topic I'd love to hear from you Hey up Spencer Shandy Andy here just wanted to send you a quick message to uh, say well I hope the back clears up mate really sorry to hear you laid up in bed and you're coming down for cold as well double whammy still at least the eggs appear in the morning that's something oh and <laughs> you were either a little bit younger than me or you were pretending couldn't remember Tom Baker's Leela. Deary me. I was, uh, I don't know, 10, 11, something like that when she came on. I didn't know where to look watching that with my parents. I'd, I'd never seen a woman that scantily clad before at that time in an evening. Oh, dear. Anyway, I hope you get better soon, mate. Spencer, I've just listened to my message and a bit of clarification required there. I'd obviously never seen a woman that scantily clad at any time in the day whatsoever. It was a fact that it was on early in the morning, early on in the evening I was trying to get across because it was well before the watershed, if I remember rightly, back in the 70s. Cheers, mate. <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks for that, Andy. That really tickled me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would have probably been about uh, six or seven at the time. So, uh, yeah, probably didn't have quite that impact on me. Um, yeah, so it seems you've got, um, you know, you've got a few years on me there. <laughs> so, uh, but thank you very much for that message and the clarification. But I uh, hope, you, hope you're doing well and I hope you enjoyed um, Albert. recorded a section for Controversy Corner uh, on the subject of the factors involved in basically what makes a violent criminal and essentially it's not violent video games, violent movies or necessarily mental health issues. But I'd realised that I'd pretty much covered exactly the same points that were highlighted in another podcast that I'd listened to called The Psych Files. This is a podcast by Michael Britt, who described himself as an experienced educator in the field of psychology. And yeah, I pretty much covered the same ground as this particular episode, uh, 301, entitled Hatred and Violence in America, colon, It's Not About Mental Illness. Now, I thought I'd spare you my slightly cruder take, reiterating what he'd said, and simply point you in the direction of this podcast, if it's a subject that you're interested in. Certainly made a lot of sense to me. So there you go. That's not really a controversy. <laughs> I guess it's it's not really a controversy unless you're kind of really into the idea of censorship and controlling what the vast majority of us are able to watch or become involved in. So there you go. So not so much backing out of Controversy Corner this time, more of a diversion. Hey Spencer man, just listening to your latest where you're responding to Shandy Andy in relation to the Oliver Postgate episode, which I thought was an absolute Brahma, by the way. Yeah, what what I can't believe you missed out, it was a real sitter for the eye for the engine. The trouble with that is a role-playing game, yeah? It's going to be a bit of a railroad, isn't it? (laughs) No sandbox there, mate. Just pure railroad. Anyway, awesome stuff. Catch you later. Colin Spike Pit Green there. (laughs) I can't believe that I missed that. I'm clearly not firing on all cylinders at the moment. Um, Thanks very much for that, Colin. 
Yeah, I'm really struggling with this back, man. Uh, I, the, you know, I don't normally talk about my condition because, you know, I don't want sympathy. I don't want to... Um, I like to focus on what I can do. Um, and uh, one of the things with this condition is you got to keep swimming, otherwise you're dead in the water. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, having to deal with a bad back on top of, you know, let me, just, let me put it like this. Imagine you're wearing lead diving boots and you're also wearing a pair of boxing gloves. You're carrying a three-tier wedding cake and you're balancing a broom on your chin. And every now and again, when you think you're just getting the hang of it, some unseen assailant punches you in the kidneys. So, um, you know, it makes things a little problematic. Um, and yes, to throw a bad back in there with all that going on, is uh, pretty crippling. And I, this might sound a bit, you know, an exaggeration, but um, it's what it feels like. And the thing is, you know, I know we've all got our own stuff going on, and I wouldn't want to swap my problems for your problems, as much as they are problems for me. They also led me to a better life. Uh, and I've really struggled to kind of come up with something for this episode. But I really appreciate all those call-ins. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to get in touch, please click the link below. Or you can always email me at spencer.freethrall at gmail.com. And remember, yeah, what was it I was supposed to remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. If, um, <laughs> God, this isn't going well at all. <laughs> oh, um, if things get dicey, <laughs> if things get dicey, just roll with it. Take care. Speak soon. Spencer coming at us with a seamless edit on that outro music. Sick.